Maps anywhere. Battery. Battery. Maps anywhere. You know what? You know what term I hate? Maps anywhere. Fitness on a budget, uh, because usually that means crappy workouts. <laughs> but we have something for you. We have something called Maps Anywhere. Maps anywhere. This is our only Maps program maps that requires no gym. <laughs> you fucking me up. Listen, that only works if you have like, you an do, image of a hot chick with titties. I've already you, proven that. Well, can you do? A, can you keep doing the commercial with me doing that? I think, can I? Yeah, I think we well, I think we're doing it now. Oh, we are. Yeah. So Maps Anywhere <laughs> how we do requires no gym, very minimal equipment. <laughs> ABC's never yeah, going to pick it up. Basically rubber bands and a stick. Uh, and uh, it's programmed expertly. It's very inexpensive. It's under $100, um, but it's broken down into phases. You could do this workout at home and get incredible results. We've had great feedback from people who've done this program. Well, more importantly, I want to share with how I think most people are using it. You know, I, We intended it that way because we thought, oh, there's this huge need for people who don't have access to a gym. But in reality... Most of, I think, almost everybody, I think, who's purchased it actually owns one of the other mass programs. They use it together. They do it on the road, too. Yes. Yeah. And or like, I mean, I just the other, literally two days spend ago. spend time away from the weights. T- two days ago, I did not, I, Katrina and I were both like, ah, it was five o'clock. We had a long day already and we were going to go to the gym. I'm like, you know what? Let's just, let's just do one of our Maps Anywhere programs. We got in the garage, yeah. grab the bands out and we literally That's just it. did a, a, a at home. Pump workout. up an amp session. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's very effective. Uh, rel- it's, it's surprisingly intense. Very, very good workout. Mindpumpmedia.com. It's our Maps Anywhere program. That's right. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I feel like my, my sound knowledge has increased from hanging out with Doug because I would have never mm. even thought there was anything wrong with that. But because yeah, you pick up on all these little, like, nuanced little Yeah, because like, he's so anal about stuff when he's like, no, no, it's not right. I'm yeah. like, what is he talking he's like, about? There's a helicopter in the background. Yeah, I'm like, what are you shit? Yeah. There is. Hashtag Doug anal. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> now that he is, it's got me trying to pick That's up. That's going to send you down a weird hole. <laughs> Oh, that's all I gotta no, say. No pun intended. Oh god! Bing bong. Oh god! <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, the shit that's going around right now with uh, Ellen DeGeneres? I know you guys are all huge Ellen DeGeneres fans. Yeah, let me, Ooh, Ellen. I totally up on, on the up and up on everything yeah, she says. About, she's no, she's my lady. You well, know what? She's she's actually second. This is why because I watch The View so much that I miss a lot of what <laughs> Ellen. No, fuck. I saw her shit. in Finding Dory. That was great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, last time I I thought about her. Is it Finding Dory or Finding Dora? Is it Dora? Isn't it Dora? No, uh, no, yeah, no. Yeah, Dora Dory. is the Dora, the no. explorer. It's Dory. N- Dory. He Thank was right. You. Was he right? Yeah, you're, oh, you're thinking you of Dora. You're Dora. thinking of Dora. Kids movies. Dora the Explorer. It's a little, Dory. the little, uh, <laughs> yeah. the little Hispanic girl. Backpack. That, yeah. Backpack. Fucking annoying. I'm fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A really, really yeah. odd shaped head. So I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you, Justin. Yeah. Stop. There is. You know. You know my pain. Yeah. You know a lot of it over there. I've never. We have kids, bro. Shit, yeah, man. You just yeah. fucking wait, or maybe not. Maybe no, I never, dude, never do. Yeah. No way. Don't. And worry. then the little annoying like. Stop it, dude. Seriously, yeah. I want to punch. Punch all you parents out there. Yeah, you can thank me. Yeah. Yeah, so annoying. she uh, posted a meme. Uh, so you you know the picture of Usain Bolt that's going around right now with him. Uh, you know he's like a fucking looks like he's five feet in front of everybody and he's looking at the camera as he's running as he's winning. Yeah, he's so fast. Hey, yeah. Yeah. he's so fast. So yeah. everybody is you might make, as well put a thumbs up. You know, everybody's making a meme of that right now, and so Ellen did. So Ellen does a meme on there and she she puts she photoshopped herself riding on his back and mm-hmm. it's perfect because his arms back like this so it looks like he's kind of holding her <laughs> and and she says you know uh, i found a way it's something like i found a way to uh, do my get my errands done faster or something like that and you know obviously referring to he's the fastest man right. in the fucking it's world just, right just funny wait so a minute, a wait fu- a minute. funny so idea don't tell me is, yeah, no, did people the, get pit, make the up social some, justice warriors did, came out of woodworks did they find some reason to have a problem with that? oh yes bro you're kidding me. oh yeah the the, the the you know and of all people to come after I mean, this this woman's dealt with that her entire life, dude, with bullshit, with with right. coming out of the closet and shit like that. Like, so if anybody is like so what understands the- what it's like to be a minority and shit like that, like, so to think that she has some racist intentions. Of, <laughs> is that what they said? Yes. Dude. Wait, wait, what? What was the the what was, what Just, was racist about that? The, the the fact that a black man is carrying a white woman around, and it, it, they were like it was referencing slavery. Wow, that's a jump. Uh, you have to go real. That's reach. A, that's, that's a, a reach deep stretch. 
Really? Oh, yeah. It's all over. I'm right just going to say this right here and now. She had to come out and say a statement. Regarding- I'm going to say this right here and now. Uh, black, white, purple. I don't care. If you're going to pick someone to ride on to get your shit done, mm. you're going to pick the fastest motherfucker in the world. Yeah. So it just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Well, exactly. That's what I mean. Because if I was like, I didn't know where you're going with that. Yes, yeah, so I, so. I was like, <laughs> you, you guys were worried. I was like on the tip of my chair. Yeah, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Here, well, goes here comes. Here comes. Which race is hey, going to pick? Look, which one? Look, if I'm I in thought, the. I thought he was going to Who are going to piss off? He's like, duh. I would totally yeah. pick a black guy yeah. to ride. No, no, I'm going to pick the fastest guy. Fuck yeah. Where are we going with this? Let me tell you something. If I had to get across like the ocean, I'm going to pick an Eskimo. I would surf freaking Michael Phelps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just he's just a good, I mean, you know, you good swimmer. Surf him, yeah. Yeah. Fastest man in the world. So you're saying that you wouldn't ride, ride on the back of you, Usain Bolt's back if you were swimming across Alcatraz or something? Well, no, he's a sprinter. Okay. Did you guys know that? Uh, this is a fact, by the way. The worst uh, all around athletes, like they're really super good at their one sport, but they're shit at all other sports. Swimmers. Did you guys know this? Yeah. Well, they're just. I mean, they're set up for one thing. What I mean by that is, yeah, at the elite level, when you get to elite level of sports, I know I just offended every swimmer listening. <laughs> uh, swimming's great workout, great exercise. If you could swim well, you got great fitness. But here's the deal: when you get to the elite level, athletes, uh, they're, they they look their bodies are shaped in a way that gives them advantages to their sport. And a swimmer, a really good swimmer, has a long torso. Long ass monkey arms, like yep. Michael Phelps' arms are ridiculous. Narrow hips, mm. narrow hips, and skinny legs, and really short legs. Would they be good at grappling. Which though? I, no, I don't know. I mean, maybe not good with his legs, right? He can't use the guard oh, very well. Right, right, right. So it would make him really bad on the ground, but in the water, he's like a canoe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, he could yeah. just swim, swim his butt off. So I would assume that what makes you a fast sprinter and a fast long distance runner will probably make you a bad swimmer mm-hmm. at the same time. I don't know. That's a well, long distance I runners. If, I don't know if bad would be the right word. Well, what I mean is you wouldn't have the body type to maybe at a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I think at the elite level, like you're saying, that's like, what I'm saying. We're worth every little. We went over this a long time ago with that whole talk about you know how yeah. people are are sort of like uh, not being farmed, but like you, you could kind of figure out like based on you know how you're set up. Yeah, like they call it be the, best at. They call it the democratization of sports. Right? Well, and then we, you have people like me who. Are terrible at all of them. Exactly. It would be interesting to see <laughs> if you exactly what I was say. if you put uh, Usain Bolt in a pool with Michael Phelps, how bad he would beat him. But Michael Phelps would beat Usain Bolt in the pool, and then the other way around, Michael Phelps would have to sprint and race. Who would whip who worse? In- I'll tell you what. Not knowing both of them, and not knowing what their skill is, and uh, you know, not, I don't know how well or how much Michael Phelps runs or how much uh, Usain Bolt swims. If with not knowing any of that st- stuff, my prediction would be that Phelps would dominate. Usain Bolt more in the water than Usain Bolt will dominate uh, uh, Phelps on ground, only because there's so much more skill and technique involved with swimming. Mm. I agree. You know what I'm saying? You know, every time you guys, of course, you defend all the runners now. I just I can't help but have that song by Cypress Hill in my head, like Usain in the membrane. (laughs) I don't know. I think he says insane. Yeah, I I think so. I I know that. I think so. (laughs) You fucking guy. (laughs) Hey, by the way. Uh, your influence, Justin. I'm going to give you most of the credit. Some of the credit goes to Adam. Okay. Um, but most oh, of the credit, rare. most of the credit goes to Justin. I've eliminated uh squat shoes, belt. Don't work out with the belt anymore. Don't lift with squat shoes anymore. Um, uh, I've changed my stances now to work outside my comfort zone. I'll give that credit to Adam. Mm-hmm. And um, and man, I feel great. Uh, I'm doing intervals, more intervals, different types of training and stuff. And uh, here's a here's the thing I've noticed. Uh, definitely a more uh, better performance all around. Definitely more endurance, more stamina, all that kind of stuff. Blah blah blah. But here's the here's the other thing that I knew would happen, but it's always shocking when you do, do it yourself. My body looks better. I'm looking more aesthetic, and I'm actually mm, building more muscle at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like today, I did squats with the wide stance, which is hard for me because I always use things narrow, my, and my hips are real tight. But at wide stance. In my chucks, yes, I did buy chucks. By yeah. the way, yeah, yep. Uh, no also, belt. Also, credit to Adam. The, yeah. the chucks. Well, just working on your style in general. Mm. I see. He, Man, he has been influential. The picture that you posted. The Do other I look day, better now, dude? That was the most <laughs> handsome picture you've ever posted. Really? Yeah. 
Hundred percent. Yeah. Did, did it gi- read the comments? Did it dude. give you the stiff nipples? No, mm. it didn't give me that. But I looked at you. And said, well, fuck. I was like, and you're an attractive man. That's what I'm looking you're for. You're already an attractive you man. You know, we're all but, molding into the same guy, right? But when, <laughs> right, we are. Right, that's what's happening. <laughs> we're all taking each other's best qualities, <laughs> yeah, or or worst. My yeah. vocabulary is going through the roof because of Sal. Yeah, I'm glad. Whoa, that, excuse me. Stop talking so much, uh, Justin. Someone someone commented under my picture, and I don't know if you prompted them, Adam, or if they just added the, <laughs> said it themselves. I like to prod, but they, but they said there's something <laughs> like. Wow, you look really good. Not quite as handsome as Adam, but still pretty good. Oh no, I didn't see that. I'm like, <laughs> I would have totally fucking fed into I'm that. Like, wow, I, was, that was, I didn't even see that. <laughs> wow, I like that uh, backhanded uh, compliment. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then I said something like, "Well, I don't want to get that handsome because well, uh, you cross over to ugly. Once that, you go too handsome, so how, I'm ugly. how funny is that you get shit? So I get on my page. So heaven forbid I write a post that's longer than two paragraphs. <laughs> if I write a post that's longer than two paragraphs and I don't misspell at least fucking ten things, and then yeah. someone's just like, "Did Sal write this for you?" No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Listen, you fuck face. Yeah. <laughs> no. More than just a body. <laughs> oh, man. What, what are we going to do? Hey, I saw this thing this morning on uh, Today's Show, and they it was kind of neat. To see. It obviously was a huge fucking promotion for Walmart. This guy's lost over 200 pounds, and his all he did was, well, all he did at the beginning, he's now lifting weights, and he looks great. But all this guy did was he walked to Walmart to get it. This, this is why it's a promo for Walmart to get his food. This sounds a lot like Jared. Yeah, yeah. Oh. he's not into kids. Oh, so, my God. No. Watch your children. <laughs> Watch out. So that's so bad. Bro. That's how it all starts. He, that's all I'm saying. He, he walked to Walmart. Uh, and I, I can't remember the, the amount of miles. I think it was a few miles. It wasn't a lot, but it was it was a, a good amount of distance. And he did that three times to, to get the food for the meal that he was going to make. Mm. Oh, so okay. before and breakfast, he, yes. walk, Go. get my breakfast, walk, get my lunch, walk, get my dinner. Yes. Yeah, that makes that's sense. Actually, that's actually a brilliant strategy. I thought it, that's why right. I wanted to share because we just recently, uh, I just recently did a Periscope uh, talking about neat, hit cardio, all these different things. And, you know, people are like, I don't understand why you, you don't do cardio. Well, you know, explain the science behind why you don't. I'm like, it's not like there's, there's science behind not doing cardio. It's better than doing cardio. It's like, focusing more on your need is a much better uh, way to do something consistently because doing an hour of intense cardio, sure, maybe you love doing that, but it's still not a realistic thing to be able to do. I also feel like when people do cardio, it's like the scheduled block of time that they have to do, which seems so much more daunting than just saying, I got 10 minutes, I'm going to go for a walk. or I got Oh, now I have another 15. If you think of all the little tiny breaks that you have throughout the day, then it makes more sense that it can become more consistent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or just making like a decision like that. Like he could totally have gotten his car and drove there. But hey, it's like it's not that crazy far, a couple miles, and why not get my steps up at the same time and and walk? I mean, I think that's. And we talk about you know we talk about the uh, you know meditative meditative purposes too, like an, a nice walk like that. There's so many benefits to. To doing that, and it's not like a stressor on the body like cardio is, because cardio is a stressor. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're you are pushing the body, and you know, I, I in my experience, okay, total anecdotal here of the thousands of people I've trained, the people that tend to fucking love to push hard on cardio are probably the people that shouldn't be doing it as much. Yeah, the intensity it's, freaks. It's the type A personalities that are fucking grinders already, super high stress levels. Dude, I saw that this morning. This morning, uh, you know, I go to the gym seven a.m. I'm working out. And there was a group of, uh, there was like three women and one man, and they were taking some kind of a class by a trainer. Which, by the way, I'm just going to say this right now. The, the gym we go to, the trainers are of a higher caliber than most gyms I've been to. Very, very good. However, I do see a lot of still the, like, yelling at the clients, you know? And and I don't blame the trainers. I think people want that. Like, they like people to kind of like, yeah, go, two more, you know, to really push them. But anyway, right. I'm looking at these people, and they're training at extremely high intensity, and it's lots of cardio, lots of cardio-based stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't look like they uh, work out that way. And I think what's probably happened is that their body, because what ends up happening when you just focus on intense cardio all the time, your body becomes very, very, very efficient at uh, you know storing calories and at maintaining it with with you know with a high calorie burn and so that's why you see I think a lot of times long distance runners and people who do lots of cardio who still have the belly who still have the you know body fat and even even clients I've encountered who come to me with good diets who do that who still have body fat you know storage issues and I think it's just you're just 
you're just you're just making your body adapt so that it becomes more super efficient with its calories, aka slower metabolism. Well, it also you, it's something that you uh, when you push like that. I, at least once again, this is going back to my experience with all my clients, right? Is when you when you push really hard like that, doing cardio for a half hour, hour at a time, something happens mentally that tell people they did this hardcore workout, and so they think that they can get away with mm-hmm. different food choices now where if you didn't do any cardio all day long and all you did was just a normal walking day you're i feel like those those people are a little more cautious about the because they feel like oh they didn't push hard. the the people's the, people's i guess what i'm trying to say is people's perception of that hour work they do in the gym is much greater right. than what it really is doing they definitely have a, a misconception as far as like how many calories that actually equates to not not necessarily like the amount of the calories but like the overall movement for the entire day like they're trying to condense it into this period this one little window of like an hour whereas the entire rest of the day maybe they're working a job where they're just sitting down all day long Mm -hmm. and then they think that like well if so if your your average person like asks this person like maybe it's like their friend or family member is like do you work out yeah i work out you know i work out like five times a week right but that's like five hours a week yep right Where's the rest of the activity coming from? That's a tough thing to to swallow. That's a perfect example of comparing the guy who we're talking about right now who went to Walmart three times a day. The guy who went to Walmart three times a day had to walk several miles back and forth and just walking, that's it. That one day he did that, it would probably equate to as much calorie and fat burning as the person who did five hours of cardio spread out over the week because that's the only time they get in there and they move right, really. Right. It's, it's comparable, but I think you touched on something very important is the psychological component, and we need to... Nobody talks about the psychological component. Everybody talks about this way is more effective versus that way, and right. they throw away the psychological component. But what you said was was brilliant, and it's it's a fact. Look, I know for myself, when I work out really, 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 really hard, I am far more likely to eat something that I probably shouldn't. Mm. It's just it's just just the way it works, and most people are this way. And if we if we 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 need to make sure that we take that into consideration because it's that psychological component that that screws us up. Sure, the hard workout burns more calories, as, as, you know, within that same period of time as a lighter workout. But we're not taking into account the fact that it makes you perhaps makes you more likely right. to eat a high calorie bad meal afterwards. Oh, of course, hundred <gasps> percent. Oh. oh my god! I think it tore off some skin. being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. The first question is from Jay Swolree. Can you talk about band distractions for increasing mobility? Well, that's funny. Band, band distractions. distractions. So just shot a video regarding this. Sounds like Is this like is this a, you're doing a stretch and someone just whips a band at your face? Distracts yeah. the shit out of you. We <laughs> hey, actually hold on a second. We, we so band distractions. That's the terminology used by Kelly Start. Is, is that who uses that? Okay. I, I well, I know he definitely uses. It. I don't know if anybody else does. I know he's he's probably been one of the. He's sort of yeah the guru the, phrase. the mobility and all these kinds of uh, mm. uh, yeah these I love his shit though for sure yeah so band distraction uh, what you're doing with with a band or actually what you can do with any kind of resistance is activate the opposing muscle uh, from a muscle that you're trying to increase range of motion um, and it uses a process called reciprocal inhibition so to give you an example if I want my tricep to relax all I got to do is activate my bicep and reciprocal inhibition says that the muscle that is being activated will cause the opposing muscle, the opposite muscle, the one that does the opposite movement, to relax. We actually shot a video of uh, a hip uh, mobility movement that Adam uh, was showing us, um, and it should be posted on our YouTube channel when this uh, episode airs, uh, Mind Pump TV on YouTube. And he demonstrated uh, a a movement for the hip in which he was using the band to activate the glutes so that he can increase range of motion in the hip flexor, mm-hmm. which then helps him with hip mobility. So right. that's really, I guess, in a nutshell, 
what it's really all about? Is this um, how Supple Leopard talks about um, it? There's so there, that's that's for sure the main one. Uh, but when you talk about the the hips and the shoulders too, so uh, something that's really common. So let's do, uh, use like the shoulder because Justin did, and I don't know if we shot this yet or not. I think we should because this is a great move that Justin showed. Uh, he showed a way that he does. Um, works on his internal and external rotation with the band distraction, mm-hmm. um, uh, similar to uh, what I do with a kettlebell and a band distraction. So when when the humerus sits up into the scapula, a lot of times what happens is you you, you it gets all the muscles around are so tight and it limits the range of motion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by creating the distraction, we just kind of separate the humerus out out away from the, the, the scapula a little bit, and then we start to try and... We're creating mo- a better track for it. Exactly. You're creating more better track, and now it's a little more... It's We're trying to mobilize that. And a lot of it is, of course, a neurological disconnect that those surrounding muscles are not... So this is this is why I see it as sort of training wheels. <clears throat> I don't really see it as... as um, uh, like a like an overall corrective approach that's gonna you know be long term, as opposed to something that you're gonna have to intrinsically produce uh, from within as Ooh, far as tension great, is that's concerned. That's a great perspective. It's actually a great point because uh, the way Adam, I mean, excuse me, the way Justin just explained it makes perfect sense because I could see how you increase mobility with band distraction. But then, if you don't move beyond that, you you rely on that band restriction right. to have that mobility. Am I- it's a way exactly. It's a way that you can you could feel how it's supposed to interact and how how you're supposed to be able to manipulate and move at the joint. Uh, however, you want to you want to train neurologically how to produce that same movement and how to increase range of motion through that tensile support. And when you say that, you mean it more intrinsically, like you, you mean yes. like isometric, like an isometric, isometric, or even like um, like a dynamic. T- Mm-hmm. So you are creating that that same response you would get in an isometric position, but now you're still having slight movement and articulation well, there. An example of this, uh, years ago, I had a, a lady that I was training and she had really, really bad shoulder impingement. It was almost frozen shoulders, pretty bad, pretty limited range of motion. So she could not lift her arm up uh, above maybe eye level. Like she couldn't get it straight up. Uh, above her head so that was her range of motion and mm-hmm. it was painful so what i did was as i held the top of her hand so i was so i'd have her sit on a bench and i grabbed her hand right where she was the limit of her range of motion then i told her to pull down with her arm like she was doing a pull down except not actually pull my arm down just create that tension while pulling down i was able to bring that arm back mm-hmm. into that range of motion mm-hmm. so what i was doing is i was like what the band distraction is, I was having her oppose that while I was putting her arm in range of motion. And part of that was, A, showing her you do have that range of motion. You just can't move yourself there because you're moving wrong. B, get a feeling for how that that works. And then C, it allowed me to progress out of there. So then what I did is I had her push, push, or excuse me, pull with less and less and less intensity. Eventually, I get her in position, let go with my hand, have her hold it, um, and then continue. <laughs> Did I say something? I just, yeah, I just keep thinking about when you said I'm going to have her puss, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a third grader. Hey, you are. You know what though? I, I I've been enjoying it because I feel like his he's been all over the place lately. The last I couple like, episodes, uh, I, that's normally me who fucking just <laughs> I just listen. Like, I don't know if that's a Freudian slip or like, I'm going to have her puss. I caught what? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I had her pull with her puss. I yeah. caught I caught the one which I just listened yesterday. Right. Sometimes I actually don't even listen to her shit, right? So I, I was listening because uh, the I think I said digestible, and I <laughs> yeah. and, and you both fucking busted me out. Oh yeah! And when you listen to it, when I said it, it, it when I say it, you know, when <laughs> I'm, those words, yeah, when yeah. I'm talking really fast, I don't really notice because my in my brain, like I hear it. You know it what I'm saying? Out. Yeah, but it doesn't. I, it doesn't until I go back and listen to it again. I go yeah. like, oh my god, I'm so glad you guys called it out oh, because you don't know what the fuck I said unless you call, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. call, yeah. call it out. Uh-huh. You know this. Uh, you know, talking about reciprocal inhibition is, um, you know, this is definitely advanced. Um, to simplify it, I kind of explain this to people, and where I where I find uh, it's really beneficial is like the hip flexors. You guys are going to see a video, so uh, those that are listening right now, um, I believe Doug will have the video up the same day, right? Doug, is that correct? 
That's Sorry. correct. Okay, so th- th- this will be up. So if you're listening to this, you can go straight over to our, our YouTube channel, Mind Pump TV, and you can actually watch what we're talking about right now. Why I like it in something like like this, so as I don't use band distractions for everything, there's certain things that I really like. The hip flexor was one of the ones I really like because uh, the idea that flexing the antagonist or the opposing muscle, which in this case would be the glutes firing, right? So you're, you're really having to fire the glutes uh, in order to relax the hip flexor, I find it really beneficial with muscles that are really overactive. Yeah, if well, hip the, flexors are a pain; they're just uh, a pain in the ass. It's, it's like very the most difficult. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's one of the most overactive muscles on everybody, right? It's just super common because we're constantly. I mean, we're all right now. We're all in a flexed position right now, yeah. right? So it's they're constantly being contracted, and so when something is so overactive. Yeah, we know we, we need to stretch it, right? But sometimes it's hard because it is so overactive. So doing something like that uh, really, really helps release it and do it. Where other, like Justin was saying, like, you know, I'm always trying to do it myself. You know, I, I want to intrinsically do it myself if I can. The, that was one of the moves that I felt like, whoa, that made a big difference. And it was also very eye-opening for me on how overactive that muscle is and why it was so challenging for me to do it. So like Justin says... You know, that's to me, it's a regression to uh, learning how to to mobilize an yeah, area like it's that. It's a great tool. Like that, that's how I look at it. It's a, it's a way that, like, you know, if you are, if you have a, you're super overactive. Like, you know, maybe it's a more of a corrective approach to start with the band, and then you know, work your way into feeling your way into that position. Then from then on out, I also noticed uh, when you do stuff with the band distractions. Um, you, I can really uh, point out what side is really is really dominant compared to the other side. Like you get on like by because you're flexing the glute. I can see which one I really have to engage to get that hip flexor to relax and let me right. go in the stretch. And then the other one that it's a little more natural to kind of go in yeah, there. So, so now you can repeat the process, uh, you know, and fire that glute in the same way and all that. So you just have to be able to train yourself to do that. Yeah, properly. and it's very eye opening to what side is is got more of the problems. Mm-hmm. Plus. Ecto Josh uh, is asking about prioritizing health and fitness and losing friends and how to balance the two. Oh, okay. This was a little bit longer post. I remember what. Yeah, if it's affected, you know, relationships we've had uh, with people. So I want to address the extreme and then address the, the normal. The extreme is there are people who become so fanatical. With health and fitness, that it does rule everything that they do to the point where um, every you know bite in their mouth, they're talking is, about it, right? Is counted. Oh my god, that was just thirty-two grams of carbs I just yeah, consumed. Yeah. I'm going to have to go do fifteen burpees. Yeah, and their their workouts. <laughs> Got to weigh this out. Hold yeah, their, their life revolves around their workouts. Their it's all consuming, and I don't care what it is. It, it could be anything. Anything you do at that level where it just consumes you mm. will have a negative impact on relationships with friends, family, your kids, your job, even yourself, uh, even relationship with yourself. So, uh, you know, that being said, if you're, you know, healthy, normal, you know, uh, person, you exercise like you're supposed to, you eat right to nourish your body, can that still impact uh, relationships? Yeah, of course. Um, It challenges sometimes, especially if you change, right? Especially if you start out unhealthy, and you hang out with people who you guys had those things in common, then you go and become healthy, it can make it very difficult sometimes. And I think it, the, the people that have the biggest challenge with that are the ones that connected with you on those you know unhealthy habits before. Like, that's what you guys had in common. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and my friend, our favorite thing to do is go eat you know burgers and go drinking on the weekends. Yeah. And that's kind of how we connect. We That's really all we really have in common. Well... Yeah, if I stop doing those things, I'm you know haven't put my health as a priority. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna affect that relationship. So those are the two things that I can see. Well, have you have you experienced this yourself? Has this ever been something that you've had to deal with personally? Um, Obviously, I know with all your experience, you've definitely had clients and people you've advised. As you can tell by your advice, but have you experienced this personally, or has everybody kind of known who Sal is? You know, and- the problem, the thing is, uh, I've been doing this for so long. Um, that I think people like a lot of the friendships I've made have been during this period of time so people kind of know what to expect out of me so uh, has it affected I mean it, maybe it's it's affected in the sense that I don't you know there's certain people I don't hang out with because of it um, but otherwise I've been doing it for so long it's tough to say like my family knows like I go eat 
dinner at my mom's house or whatever. Right, because holidays the- and all those things can be a big issue, I know, like with family and everything. Like People get like, <laughs> why aren't you eating this? And, you know, come all on, offended. have this. Yeah, they get offended. And you're just like, come on. People leave me alone about that kind of stuff. Uh, but I will say this, uh, on week, on uh, excuse me, on holidays, you know, I do indulge a little bit. I do enjoy, at that point, the food yeah. is less about nourishing my, my body and more about nourishing relationships and, you know, uh, enjoying the holiday. And there's certain foods that people only make on Christmas or only make on Thanksgiving. I think there's a way, there's, there's a way to be able to be concerned about your health and there's a way to uh, include like fitness and, and, um, you know, want to improve on yourself and your performance and what you're doing in the gym and all that without being fucking annoying. You know, (laughs) there is a way to do it, you know, And, and, and really it's in your delivery and it's in, it's in the way that you, um, I mean, you you don't have to be neurotic about all these details. Dude, you got to learn to bite your lip, man. You well, know how hard it is? Well, like- I'll tell you, uh, this is something that I've dealt with and dealt with quite a bit personally. Um, and I think that's because I've been in and out and, and I've been both extremes in, even in the last 15 years. So I've been the guy who completely just fucked off his health and said, I'm going to chase money for a while and. Uh, you know, and no one's, I'm not ever talking about health and fitness. And then I've been the guy who's, I'm going to compete and carry around fucking Tupperware with me everywhere I go. So, um, I've been on both, uh, both ends and it it was definitely something that I had to adjust. Uh, it took some self-awareness. Justin tops on uh, the touches, uh, is touching on a good point as far as Justin touches a good point. (laughs) Thank you, Justin. Especially when it's erect. Uh, (laughs) He is, uh, he's right though. There is, there is a way to do it to where you don't have to be so annoying about it, but then there's also something to be said about the people that are giving you a hard time about that. So Uh I've, I've lost some friends during this time. I've gained some friends during this time. And then I've had to, uh, call some shit out with some of my good friends. In fact, I just recently, literally two days ago, kind of kind of laid into two of my best friends that are childhood best friends of mine. We go all the way back to elementary school, and they really don't listen. I mean, they they they're one of their wives listens to the show religiously, and you know they've got friends and people that are big fans and stuff. But my two childhood best friends that we go all the way back to elementary, we don't they don't even listen to the show. They're not even big fans of Mind Pump. They're which, sick of they're sick of listening to you, probably. <laughs> well, probably you're <laughs> probably years. you're right, actually. And that's you know talk about having some self awareness. I am the 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 friend who talks the most out of the, the three of us, and. But they were actually, you know, I was sharing some of the things that I was doing and, you know, they, they've been giving me a lot of jabs, like, you know, teasing and making fun. So a lot of the stuff, a lot of the successes that Mind Pump has had over the last year, I, I you just really stopped sharing. And, you know, I was fucking annoyed the last week. I've had a lot of stuff on my plate and, you know, the, I expect my best friends to be supportive about the things that I'm doing. You know, I've, I've, I like to think that I've weeded out a lot of the people that are not supportive, Right. And uh, even them, and I and I just called it right out. I said, "Hey, man, I just and and the way I delivered it is, is exactly that." I said, "Hey, I just, and they, trust me, they responded right away because they don't want to be known as friends like that." We go back a long time, and I said, "You know, the last I just want you guys to know that the last couple times that I've mentioned anything to do with mind pump or health and fitness, uh, you've teased me or you've given me a hard time about, and uh, <clears throat> you know I don't appreciate it." And it, it makes me feel uh, like either one, there's animosity or jealousy coming from you. And uh, I, I don't feel like I rub it or, or throw it in your face at all. But I feel like uh, you guys kind of attacked me. And they both backpedaled right away. And man, I'm fucking so sorry. Oh, yeah. You feel that way, this and that. And and I said, well, you know, go go back. Probably and weren't even aware that it was affecting you like that. It, yeah. Right. So, you know, so there there's that's one way, right? That if you're if it's people that really care about you and they, they're making you feel a certain way for you making a, a decision like making a healthier choice for your life then express that, then say something to them. And if they're really good friends, I feel like they'll acknowledge that and they'll they'll probably change as far as the attitude that they have towards you or they'll be more aware of it the next time that you you bring your Tupperware or you make a comment about health and fitness not to be the negative Nancy about it. And then you have other people that are just fucking assholes and they're going to you know, continue to give you shit and they're going to be negative about it. And quite frankly, those people probably don't belong in your life. Yeah. Dude, isn't it so much better to be straightforward? Like, fuck I, yeah. I learned that, like, in the first time. I mean, I've been through a lot of relationships and all this. And then, like, 
like my wife and I specifically made this sort of agreement, you know, and it's just like, if something's bothering you, we fucking talk about it right away. Yep. You know, and I just call it out. Like, I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like how you said that. And that is the, and you know what? That is a great takeaway from this is learning to be candid early on before you allow it to fester. It it becomes a bigger problem. And come out emotionally. Right. You handle it directly when you see it and you feel it. Totally. And you, and you, and the way you deliver it is, is calm, is not emotional, is very direct and very candid. But, you know, also understand that that person might respond to what you're saying uh, with their ego. They might respond with being hurt and how, how dare. Let them have the response. But what you're saying is very true. Like, be upfront, honest about it. And you know what? You might actually, and also be open to listening to a little criticism. Because I will say this. Well, that I've, goes back to what Justin was yeah, saying. Yeah, because right? I've seen, I know people like this in fitness. And just look, we're, we're fitness guys, okay? Let me, you, let me change the context so that you guys can kind of, you know, get what I'm saying. You guys, you guys ever have that friend that all of a sudden becomes uh, born again Christian, or all of a sudden <laughs> discovers some new religion, right. and they won't shut the fuck up about yeah, it? Right. Okay. That I that is I think how some people feel about their friends when all of a sudden they get into fitness or whatever, and it's like, okay, we get that you're working out, we get that you're eating right, but can you not like tell me yeah. every five seconds about how bad my diet is? Can you stop sending me articles on why I need to stop? Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Like, you know, cause here's what's going to happen. You'll push people away and you won't convert them to, you know, maybe leading a better, you know, a healthier lifestyle. Cause I'll tell you what I have to, I bite my lip all the time. I'll be around people all the time and I'll see what they're eating or some of the things that they're doing. And I'm, and my nature is, is to want to comment or say something, mm-hmm. not cause I'm, I think I'm better, but it is, you know, my, my expertise is in fitness. Well, it's your and passion and you're educated and on I it, love and you, it and you want to share. So yeah. the best way to influence them is to just make your decisions Thank you. and let them watch and see what you do. Completely. 100%. So that, that was leading me to where what happened to me when I had fallen out of shape. I started to get back in shape for a, probably a solid eight months to a year when I was going for my transformation. So when I was going from fat to fit. And I was carrying my food around and, you know, oh, I don't want any alcohol. I'm good. Or I'll pass on the cake. And I mean, boy, I took it all, man. I mean, everybody razzing me and giving me shit all the time. And, you know, what I did was I didn't allow, and a lot of this was family, right? Family and friends. These are close people to me. And at that time, they don't, they don't see the vision. They don't know what, what I'm doing. They don't know the goals behind everything. And that's okay. I don't need them to, and I don't need to express it to them. It's, it's for me. It's not for them. And you, you need to have that attitude about it is I don't need to try and close everybody on why they need to like what I'm doing or okay with it. I need to be confident in what I'm doing and okay with it to a point where I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to express it. I'm just going to fucking do it. And you know what happens after about a year or so of being that consistent person who does it? Well, people probably come to you then. Fucking A, they all do. They all want to know now. now. And now they're all the opposite. They all fucking want to know exactly what you did and oh my God and help me with this. And you know, and now when I I go to these the family barbecues and stuff everyone calls me to ask what we should make you know like what can we have or what can we make for everybody you know what i'm saying so we have some healthy choices or should we do this or should we do that like you know and mind you everyone's still drinking and doing their thing but they respect now what what i've done and then the, also the way i did it was i wasn't forcing it on them i wasn't or i wasn't looking at them like oh you're gonna eat that or oh you're gonna be that way so like justin said you need to be a little self-aware on are you that annoying fucker who does that all the time who want who wants attention for what you're doing and so you're putting it out there like you know i don't try and like i wouldn't like carry my six pack my six pack bag around so people could see it like i kept it in my car you know what I'm and yeah. I kept it in my car and when I needed to go eat I went and got it and then I got the food out of it and then I ate I wasn't like some people like they wear it like a badge of honor like right. I'm carrying my food because I'm serious yeah. about my health and fitness or I'm do- like no I don't want to I'm not going to announce it to everybody you just, all like smug you, you, yeah, know you do need to consider the the dramatic transformation it is when someone does embark in a serious you know, way on a health and fitness lifestyle somebody who's the average American who eats crappy who doesn't exercise then they go and they're like, okay, I'm going to take this serious. You are, you're going to, you're changing you're in, a, in a very fundamental way. And it's going to challenge the relationships around you. It, look, it's no coincidence that divorce rates among couples skyrocket when one person in the relationship decides to lose weight and get in shape and the other person doesn't. This is a real statistic. You can look it up. When you have two obese people who are married and one of them gets gastric bypass surgery or loses weight on their own or whatever, 
the divorce rate goes up, goes up quite a bit because you are now, you fundamentally have changed who you are. Uh, it changes a lot of times how you, uh, people view you, of course. Um, and it might even change your personality a little bit. So there's a lot behind this question um, that you need to consider. Oh, it's, but it's a very good question. And I think it's something that everyone kind of deals with it, it, to all levels and extreme. And, you know, I challenge you, here's a, you, you know, out of all the things that we've said, because it will happen, right? Somebody, whether it be a family member or a friend, somebody close to you is going to say something in regards to this, right? They're going to give you a snar- a snide, snarky comment back or tease you or make fun of you. I challenge, I challenge you the next time that happens, instead of either one, suppressing it, bearing it, getting all upset about it, or firing back at them and debating them, is to just silence yourself for a moment, look back at them and say, can I share with you how that makes me feel? And then when they look back at you and say, huh, or what? And then you get to explain and you say, when you say comments like that to me, when I'm when I'm in the middle of trying to better myself, I'm trying to make healthier choices, it's not easier for me. It's not something that just comes naturally. I have to work at this. I want to have the cake. I want to have the beer with you. I want to skip the gym and go fucking party and do drugs or whatever the fuck they're doing. <laughs> I want to do all those fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I want to do all those. <laughs> I want to do all those fun things too. But uh, to be honest, I'm trying to. I'm trying to work on myself right now, and I'm trying to better myself. And and you're my family. You're my friend, and you make a comment like that. Mom, I want to do drugs with you. Come too, on, but Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. Well, I know you guys are teasing, making fun of, but I'm trying to teach no, these get, people yeah. on how to be better communicators. And, you know, and instead of getting caught up emotionally and allowing a joke like that to just kind of blow over, like address it, address it and say that when you and, and you you never you never like debate semantics. Right. So don't get into like you said this. I said that she said that get into That's how you feel. This is how I feel when you say something like that. And, you know, being that you're my best friend or being that you're my girlfriend or being that you're my uncle. You know, is is that what your desired outcome is? You want to make me feel insecure and feel yeah. like an asshole for doing this? I, I, is that what you're trying to do by making fun of me like that? I'm, I, I just want to understand this. You say that shit to somebody and watch how they fucking react. Yeah. And it, you just, you got to do it without all the emotion, though. Don't allow it to build up. Don't allow people to keep, you know, burdening you with all this shit. And then you fire and then you fucking are mad or then you're all hurt or you're crying or you're making a big deal. Like it happens. The moment it happens, address it and address it from a feeling standpoint. Watch what happens. Or just like, you know, hit your chest and be like, you mad, bro? We know who the better communicator is out of this group, obviously. <laughs> Come on, man. Ricky uh, Ron- memes. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Rondonet is asking, is it really bad to lock out on each exercise or is that just a myth? So the he, he, okay, here's where that myth got its wings. Should you lock out on each exercise or should you uh, go in the full range of motion? Is that a good thing? It is if you're maintaining tension. Yes. Um, and if the muscles are what is supporting that full range of motion. The problem with lockout, or the reason why people will sometimes say don't lock out, it's not good for your joints or whatever, is when people lock out on a movement and don't use the muscle to support that. They they allow the joint and the joint's ligaments to support that. Or they're in a state of fatigue where they're in a locked out position and they're fatigued and they can't control that. Right. So, like, for example, I'll use myself as an example. Um, I can When I'm standing, I can lock my knees far pretty far back. Okay, they go back pretty far. And if I wanted to, I could relax in that position. And what's supporting me are the ligaments of my knees. It's not the quadriceps and hamstrings and right. glutes. Uh, you know, the, the, the leg muscles aren't supporting me. It's the joint. Now, if I were to do squats, heavy squats, and I were to stand straight up and lock out but maintain tension in my muscles, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If I locked my knees and then relaxed so that the ligaments in my knee were supporting me, that's a bad thing. Yeah, that's an issue. Same is true with an overhead press, a bench press, a, you know, pull-up or anything like that. You, you, you want to maintain tension so that the stress goes to the muscle and not to the ligaments of the joint. This reminds me of... Uh, deadlifts. I'll use des- deadlifts as an example because there was this whole debate about um, whether or not there should be any rounding in your back or whether it should be always neutral. And uh, what people fail to realize is rounding the back, allowing it to go to end range of motion, then it make- and then using those ligaments to support that weight is why you don't want to round the back. or what- That's the bad part of rounding the back. But if the back rounds a little bit and there's tension and strength and what's supporting that mm-hmm. little bit of rounding is muscle, 
then you're okay. You're actually training in a different range of motion. I think that's the main theme behind it is, is, are you connected? Are you connected in each portion of that lift? And if you're connected and you're in full lockout, you know, then you're, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I right. mean, you're perfectly fine and you're safe. Uh, I mean, and in most lifts, so most lifts, you, you have to think about that. Are you connected? Do you have tension in each phase of the contraction? So, um, the only thing I would say that, you know, maybe you would want to add in momentum would be a power movement where I'm, I'm creating like an in, intense, crazy tension from the, the initial uh, response, but then I'm, I'm having to sort of relax, like say I'm doing a clean and then I have to relax my arms in order to catch and manipulate oh, my right. body to then get into it. But you still have to create tension to then control that weight, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that would... That's really the only example I could. Well, think it's a of. good question because there is <sighs> body. See, bodybuilders say this all the time. Like, I don't lock out; it protects my elbows. Well, and, lock- well, and and the let me give you the bodybuilder reasoning behind that. That's really the time under tension bullshit. I mean, that's what that is, right? But that's that's a myth because you can keep tension. You're right, but yeah. but you okay? You can keep tension, like right? You're you mentally because you you're focused because you. But if you keep no matter what. Mechanically, if you're never locking out, there, it's, there's going to be tension. There's going to be tension, right? Right. Therefore, if you're somebody who is trying to keep tension through full range of motion, you got to mentally concentrate on that. So, someone like, you know, one of us three, when we're doing like a lockout for a shoulder press, which I do, mm-hmm. you know, I pr- intentionally lock out, stabilize, hold right. there for a couple seconds. I'm look. I'm Plus, pay- learning how to pack your shoulder properly, right? Yeah, and like bring it down to press your shoulders. Like- yeah, there's certain movements that I I'm very I think are very important that you do lock out. Then yeah. there's other ones like when you're doing like an auxiliary movement like with a tricep push down. You know, if you're doing a tricep push down and you're you know, you're not quite locking the elbow all the way out, it's going to be probably less detrimental than somebody who is going not going through full range of motion on like an overhead press. Mm-hmm. So I think different moves uh would constitute the importance of you know, locking out completely or not, but we 100% support full range of motion, which would mean locking a joint out at all times. But there's also a safety piece to that too. You know, if you, it's the intention behind the rep. Yes. Always. And you know, here's the, you, we talk a lot about training within a full range of motion, but you have to understand that full range of motion doesn't mean your longest range of motion. Uh, what we mean is full range of motion in exercise means you, the longest range of motion you can do under control mm-hmm. with proper form and good tension without any you know major deviations in, uh, in which form, will without vary across the board for individuals everybody like like you could take someone and a full range of motion squat maybe parallel that may be their fullest range of motion because any further below that and you get breakdowns in form, you get muscle imbalances that become really glaring and visible. Whereas you might take someone else and a very full range of motion squat is below parallel. Now, that doesn't mean that the person that can go only go to parallel shouldn't work on getting a fuller range of motion. They should, but they should only train within that range of motion that they have control in. So if you're doing lockout and stretching on your reps, which you should, you should aim for the stretch. You should aim for the lockout. Do it under tension. Make sure the muscles are worth supporting the weight. Mm-hmm. Make sure that your form is good, that there aren't glaring muscle imbalances. You know, If I'm moving within a particular range of motion in an exercise and there's a glaring muscle imbalance, uh, I'll lighten the load so that that muscle imbalance, I can get it under control. This happened to me today. Look, I have, you know, I've got kind of these chronic shoulder issues that I've got to be really wary with. And so I'm very careful whenever I do, especially a bench press. Um, I also did today a reverse grip bench press and a close grip bench press. Well, you know, my one of my shoulders likes to hike up when I start to add weight to my close grip. So I lightened the load. I didn't shorten my range of motion. I went much lighter and I really focused on keeping my shoulder stable mm-hmm. and slowed the rep down and did the full range of motion. That's going to get me much further than training outside my range of motion or, you know, not locking out or just trying to move the weight. Right, cuz if you think of uh, you know, if you're doing these these half reps or you're doing these short, you have to think about the patterns you're establishing. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to be conscious of that. Yeah, sure, there might be a place for that if you're in a phase where maybe you're doing um, something like uh, where we're, we're focused more on sarcoplasmic hypertrophy or, or you know, we're just focusing right, on the pump right, right. or whatever it is, it's a different adaptation I'm I'm trying to seek. However, you don't want to make patterns consistently, you know, throughout your day that uh, all of a sudden before you know it, you're not going to be able to have the same range of motion you used to because of the way that you're training. Dude, I see guys who, for whatever reason, the way they press, uh, especially presses, this is like big with presses, 
uh, they stop three, four inches short of lockout on overhead press and bench press. They just always work out this way. Mm-hmm. You have them trained to full lockout, and they can't with the same weight. They oh, can't do it. Oh, they definitely with the same weight. They can't with like half the weight. Sometimes. No, and it's it's because you got to remember this: your muscle, this, the adaptations you get with your muscle, are relatively specific to how you train them. In other words, if I train within six inches of range of motion, most or much of the strength gain I'm going to get when I do gain strength in this exercise is in that six inches. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that, and there's a little carryover. But it's pretty dramatic to how much carryover you don't get into those extra, you know, extra inches of ranges of motion. Mm-hmm. So it only makes sense to train, of course, again, safely, properly with good tension in longer ranges of motion. Does that translate into better, more functional strength? Of course. Yeah. If I can move the same weight Big eight time. inches versus six inches, it's going to give me much more functional strength. Does that translate into more muscle? It also does that as well. Mm. And I'm also tra- keeping time under tension in a longer range of motion, indirectly burn more body fat. I mean, the, the, the benefits go on and on. So uh, should you lock out? Yes, with good form, under tension. The muscle is what's supporting the weight, not the joint. ASAP Bob is asking your thoughts on post-workout ice, baths, and massage for performance athletes. This, uh, so I'll start with the ice bath part. Hmm. You would be surprised at what the studies actually okay, show. Okay, because I used to do this when I would train double days or, you know, I would love hopping in the ice bath after a good, really hard session. So studies are mixed. Uh, believe it or not, with strength training, some of the most recent studies show that an ice bath following strength training workout actually reduces the adaptation that you get from the strength because training. the the fact that you're bringing down the inflammation so fast so hard or what what yeah What's, is that the science behind it? it is and what you need to consider is the damage and the soreness and the inflammation and the, all the is part of the what, process of well, growth it kind and of goes adaptation. back it's to the your signal. ibuprofen uh you know that that study that you brought up a long time ago 100 percent. you know uh the study justin's referring to is showing that when athletes consistently use uh non-steroidal anti-inflammatories post-workout they have their strength gain. They, they they have worse strength gains. In other words, they don't gain as much strength, and over time, they're actually increase their their risk of injury. This same thing with the ice bath. The 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 inflammation uh, inflammation that happens post workout, the soreness, all these things that happen, are actually why your body adapts and gets stronger. That damage, uh, that those signals are what's telling the body to get stronger, to increase uh, protein synthesis, to build muscle. Because what your body's attempting to do is it's attempting to prevent that same damage from happening the next time you work out. Your body's trying to adapt so that you don't you know, get the same level of inflammation the next time. And then, of course, you're stronger and you add weight. And then you okay, well, what wanna... about recovery-wise? Yeah, okay, so... like, let's talk about mid, mid-game. Let's say I'm just kicking the shit out of myself. I'm on the – it's halftime. You know, and I decide that, you know, I'm going to wear one of these like compression cold sleeves or whatever they have now that 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 really lowers your core temperature. And then again, I go back into the second half. I feel like, you know, man, I feel rejuvenated. I feel like I've recovered. Well, at that point, uh, the inflammation is inhibiting performance at that moment. That's I was just going to say, I think the devil's advocate part that I wanted to play with what you're saying is that. Uh, comparing sports performance and comparing someone who's trying to build muscle as their primary focus adaptation, I would think would be different because if if the inflammation and the soreness is hindering my performance, that now takes precedence over, okay, if I would have just allowed my body to take its normal course, I would build more muscle or I would, I would adapt at a better, I would adapt more efficiently versus... I care more about the ability the next day to go into and something and, and perform. that's where the mixed. When I said there's the studies are mixed, it seems that with endurance mm. athletes, there is some benefit to this. With strength athletes, there's some detriment. Mm. Here's the, there's two kind of schools of thought here. Okay, one school of thought says don't use the ice bath because you're interrupting the 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 body's signal process to adapt, and that and adaptation is all of it, all athletic performance, stronger, more endurance, all that stuff. The other school of th- thought says. The ice bath reduces some of those inflammatory effects. Therefore, you can work out harder right. than you did before, and it makes up the difference. Uh-huh. This may be why ice baths uh, have shown some benefit for ind- extreme endurance athletes because, as we all know, nothing causes more stress on the body, oxidative and otherwise, than these extreme endurance sports. Like, I could go lift weights really hard for you know 40 minutes 
um, versus you know running 15 miles every day. Like the, the long distance running or biking, that cumulative effect is very very damaging on the body. Um, but what Justin was saying about you know during the game. That's very different because at that moment, like taking ibuprofen would even help you perform better. Because yeah. right now, what's what's inhibiting my performance isn't my lack of adaptation because I'm going to play in 15 minutes. Right. It's my it's the actual inflammation. It's the actual pain that I have that's inhibiting my performance. So I would like to mm. say this, and this is kind of how I use like cryotherapy. Um, it is not something that is in my daily regimen. Not saying that you couldn't do that, but it's not in mine. I tend to use it when I feel like I really need it. Like if I feel like it's going to hinder my next two workouts because I'm so fucking Like if sore. perhaps you need to dampen the signal a little bit because hmm. you might, might have overreached. Yes, like yeah. exactly. If I've overtrained myself, which basically whenever we're really sore like that, it is technically a sign of overtraining. Right. So I mean, indication. Yeah. If, if you are if you are like chronically sore, that's a sign of overtraining. Right. So in that case, I might go do cryo or I might do an ice bath to, to bring down that inflammation. But at the same token, too, I'm also that's a that's a reminder like, OK, that workout or what I just put my body through was more than I needed to to continue to adapt and, and to increase performance or increase muscle growth. Like well, I, I think there's benefits that are separate from the does it help you adapt or recover faster or whatever post-workout like i think like right now like we didn't work out you know i worked out early this morning but it's been a while now and if i did some cryotherapy i think there's some benefits that are separate from the whole post-workout pre-workout thing like just doing it during the day i believe there are some documented potential benefits to oh i'm gonna show you some we're gonna go in fact because we're talking about this we're after we hang up we're gonna go there before we go and we're gonna go lift and uh, I'm going to have you do it, and I want you to feel uh, the endorphin kick that you get from it is fucking insane. So when you go do something like Cairo... Wakes you or, the hell up. Oh, yeah, bro. The, the, and you come out of an ice... But you know what it's like when you come out of an ice bath? You feel mm-hmm. instantly rejuvenated. You could be the guy crawling into it. When you come out of it, you're like, whew. Well, yeah. you know, here's here's the thing to consider, you know. Um, you know, we're looking... By the way, these studies really break down uh, things on a kind of minute level. Like, is it going to... Are you going to notice a big difference one way or the other? Maybe. Uh, so if you like it, I'd say go for it. But here's here's the thing you consider also. There's studies... There's lots of studies that show that getting the body to adapt to extreme temperatures over time is good for longevity. Uh, things like sauna, steam room, ice bath. You know, there's cultures... You know, there's Nordic cultures that for forever for thousands of years they would get in these re- these these hot saunas and they go jump in the snow right after and kind of go back and forth um and there's some science suggesting that that may have some beneficial effects and if we take what we know about the body's systems of adaptation like uh, you know in our like things that we like to talk about working out fasting like all these different things it only makes sense that stressing the body with temperature a little bit and doing it properly could have some major could have some health benefits yeah same thing with fasting like if if i fast for you know 72 hours which is like three days right three days of fasting will i notice a reduction in you know muscle building probably it's three days worth of no Mm. food Mm -hmm. but are there benefits that will benefit me long term and once i get back what i may have lost over the 72 hours is the net result that makes positive. a lot of sense you for, see what i'm saying yeah for challenging your your environment you Com- know? completely yeah well this completely. is why i okay so i think that's a fucking awesome point because this is why i intermittently put it in there i think just like anything else like you just brought up that your body would get adapted to even that you know after a while like the, the even if it does prove like even if there are studies in camps that show Oh my God, these benefits, this and that, just like every other fucking study that's flawed. It's probably over four to six weeks, right? They probably took a group of football players, ice bath them for four to six weeks. The other guys get no ice baths. Well, of course those guys have. That was a new adaptation of their yeah. body, and there is some benefits to the hot cold like that. So, you know, but let's take that same person. They ice bath every single time they work out for year on, year out. Like, what are those people getting benefits now in comparison to the guy who sporadically you know, introduces or yeah, intermittently introduces it into their routine? Yeah, don't forget, like a like a stress is what elicits the adaptations that are giving you the health benefit. If you hate that stress all the time, you overcome your body's ability to adapt, and now you're just recovering all the time. So this is true with exercise. This is true with food, and it's I'm, I'm having a little bit of an epiphany here. Because uh, you know the old, you know old timers. You know, I got like you know my my grandfather and you know uncles from you know Sicily who will always say things like, "Oh, don't worry about it; it'll make you tough." You know, don't worry about that; you'll you'll get tougher because of it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of true. Yeah. I wonder if this applies to everything. Like, I wonder if 
it'd be a good idea to lack sleep for example <laughs> I was just every once in a while not yeah. all the time all the time it'll it, it'll kill you right it's too much of a stress but what if every once in a while applying that stress causes positive adaptations of the body hmm. right what if we could apply that to almost anything i mean sunlight sunlight is a stress well, on the maybe body we should ask the sleep guy that uh, we were having on the that's show. a great that's a great question yeah. that's a great great Mark, write that thing. down douglas i want to ask him that yeah. Yeah. that's a good that's a good question or record this actually that would work too yeah we'll, we'll listen to it <laughs> yeah i've got this on uh, tape all right <laughs> on cassette on cassette Pumphead rob is asking which coffee is better Chimera or caveman? <laughs> Chimera, because it tastes like money. Boom. <laughs> hey, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review, uh, if it's one of the best ones and we choose it, you will win a free T-shirt. Your chances are actually pretty high of winning a T-shirt. Also, check out our brand new YouTube channel, Mind Pump TV, some of the best exercise demos and commentary you'll ever see in your entire life. Uh, and check us out on Instagram <laughs> at Mind Pump Radio. Old statement. <laughs> you can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>